And now, on This Week in History with Paul Waite. Hello, and welcome back with your crumpets and cup of tea. It's Mm. just gone eight o'clock on Saturday, October the 17th. Mm. Another week full of the government... Uh, those of you who listened to my Friday show, which I did for GB Expo, I actually called the cabinet a cabinet of cowards last week, um, which was, and um, uh, the presenter actually went on to interview uh, a leading Tory MP straight after me, and uh, he told her what I'd said, and she laughed, which just goes to show the contempt that the government has for for we people. Anyway, so bang on about that. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a, a regular feature, which many of you have um, uh, been kind enough to say you really like, so... Um, we've got the first little snippet of um, history for you today. I was starting in the year 415. Uh, a bit of a shout out to the um, to the good old Jews of this world, of which um, <laughs> Callum and I know a few, don't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, so 415, uh, Jewish autonomy in Palestine was ended by the Romans. Mm. Yes, that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So the Romans kicked them out. And of course, you know, it's interesting because at the time um, the region was called Palestine, no one seemed to care about it too much. Whereas without being political about it, you know, if you say to a, an Israeli now about Palestine, they, they get very offended. I uh, don't, don't quite understand it. But if my wife's listening to this, then don't because you'll tell me off. Um, second point, um, second one today, um, something that Callum and I spent an awful lot of time uh, researching and covering in our history show uh, so on this week in history was the Battle of Hastings, mm. which, of course, you know, I won't go into because it makes me very sad. In fact, on my little notes, I've drawn a little smiley face with a sadness on it. Um, a not so smiley it's face. It's got an arrow in the eye as well. Has it? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was just, that was just my, yeah. my attempt at Your humor. Your modern Bayer tapestry, yeah. Yeah, it's very good. So, yes, obviously, it's uh, one of the landmarks, probably the biggest landmark moment in English and British history. Um, basically changed us from being... Uh, a completely northern European civilization mm. into a mixed, uh, mm. Franco-Brito-something. Yeah. Definitely had the biggest um, impact on our language, for example, things like that. Language, and I think made us look outwards. Uh, obviously, made, apart from anything else, um, led to many, many battles and wars with the French for many hundreds of years. Mm. So country, uh, kings as late as 1600 were being uh, crowned king of England and France, for instance. Yeah. Anyway... Because we're halfway through our five minutes, so we've got to get Callum to be disciplined. So uh, the third fact today, if I can remember what it is. So this is another interesting one. Um, in 1322, Robert the Bruce defeated Edward II at, at Byland. Um, and as a result of this battle, uh, Edward II was forced to accept Scottish independence. Now, um, those of you who know your history, those of you who watched that ridiculous film by... Very um, Thank you, Mel Gibson. Thank you for that, Callum. So I got a bit ahead of Brave, myself tonight. Heart, which of course is completely historically. Freedom. I'm never going to get my five minutes if you keep interrupting. Um, Just our so, local Scotsman was oh, interjecting. Hey, I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. So I've lasted 20 <laughs> seconds now, and I've got a tight schedule. So um, yeah, so it's, obviously it's very historically ac- uh, inaccurate. Um, Edward the First wasn't called the Hammer of the Scots for no reason. So. Um, he was an extremely brutal man, but mm. fortunately for the Scots, his son, Edward II, was... A Nazi was, boy. Well, yeah, maybe. That's <laughs> uh, probably pushing it. But um, And, of course, we can talk... We, we, we haven't got time today. Robert the Bruce himself was a very duplicitous man, and for the Scots to make him out to be the hero that he is is, is very wrong. And then very quickly, um, in 1346, in the same theme of the Scotto, the sort of Scots-English thing, 
um, it was the Battle of Neville's Cross, and David II was captured by Edward III at Calais, and he was imprisoned in the Tower of London for 11 years. Can you believe mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. So that was quite interesting. It's not something on you, actually, to be, to be quite honest. Um, uh, uh, the fifth one is in 1483, Torquemada was appointed the Inquisitor General. Um, do you know much about that, Callum? Not really, no. You've heard about the Spanish Inquisition? Of course so? I have, yeah. Yeah, so Torquemada was probably the most notorious Inquisitor General of, of all time. Mm. And of course, basically what they did, because they were all bloody deranged perverts or something. Deranged Catholics. Uh, yes, exactly. We, we talked about this last week we and did a I little got bit. very upset with um, Craig, yeah. Craig for telling me <laughs> off. Um, so the Catholics used to find it was basically, it was, anybody that didn't agree, didn't agree with them or whatever, they used to Set them persecute fire. them and do things like... Um, Set fire to their feet mm. at the bottom and also. So I know talk, that you did that a lot in South America. Torquemada was um, especially good at doing that. Um, so actually, um, we've nearly got. So I've, just, I've actually been very professional this week, and I've I split my factoids up into different levels of importance. And so we've got to end of that, so we can we can move on. On this week in history. On this week in history, and welcome back to Paul, Drew, and Callum. Hello. Hey. hey, on the Saturday Aspen Weight Breakfast Show, and now we've got a really juicy fact. We like oh. a bit of Callum and I. Has to be said, we like a bit of gore. gore. So, um, on this week in history in 1660, um, interesting if Callum works out what I mean by this. So, nine of the nine regicides um, were hung, drawn, and quartered, uh, and one was hanged on top of that. So, it was ten. Do you know who the regicides are? No, I don't. I'll give you the date again. 1660. Working out. It's not not um, an area of history on that. So very interesting. One of our ancestors was actually part really? of this. Oh, uh, yeah. Thomas Waite. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, Charles the First was obviously um, tried for treason. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the whole point at the time was that um, uh, the monarchy had divine right or whatever. Yeah, sure. So um, as far as um, Charles the Second was concerned, when he came to power. All the people who had basically found his father guilty were guilty of the most heinous traitorism and treason. Yeah. And of course, we all know that the, the crime for treason, the, the punishment for treason is hung, Death. drawn, and quartered. No, it's hung, mm. drawn, and quartered for treason. Horrible way um, to go. A, a really horrible way to go. There were 58, I think I'm right in saying there were 58 people involved in the trial of um, Charles. Um, and one of the people that signed the death warrant was Thomas Waite, who is mm. our direct uh, descendant of Milo Callum. Um, and um, he he, did, he wasn't actually hung, drawn, quartered, but he forfeited all his estates, which is probably why uh, I ended up being being born to the <laughs> man that made engineering products or something um, and not actually the true king that I am. <laughs> so for, 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 fortunately, I have reconquered the kingdom. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, th- I like to think that Thomas Waite would be very proud of me. So we have that, to- um, so, Charles. Yeah. So there we are. Um, and then carrying on with Charles II, this is quite an interesting one. Let's see what the boys think of this. Um, so in 1662, Charles II sold Dunkirk to the French for £320,000. What? Yeah, that's a good, isn't it? Because obviously a, we a... owned, we still had Calais. Mm-hmm. If you was remember, that... the last possession we had was Calais, was which it... Mary I lost. Was it Bordeaux as well? That we... No, we didn't yeah. have Bordeaux. There was, what uh, was it, one beginning with T? <laughs> I don't know, I really would like to say. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so I think it's quite interesting. Obviously, Dunkirk, which went on, it's funny about this, isn't it? So back in 1940, wherever, yeah, 1940, we had the um, most uh, infamous, spectacular uh, rearguard action, successful rearguard action of all time. Um, so if you haven't seen the film Dunkirk, check it out. It's well worth a watch. Um, eighth um, fact, we discussed in the past, um, which I think is probably something that... Um, 
the, the average layman wouldn't be aware of is is actually how um, how powerful the Dutch were mm. um, through the 1600s in particular. The best best navy in the world kicked mm. our ass many times, sold up sailed up the Thames, mm-hmm. uh, defeated us. Um, and actually, as we discussed, they 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 for instance were were um, very active in America. Hence, New York was originally called New Amsterdam. Mm. So in 1800, Dutch the Dutch colony. Curacao, which is well known now for the cocktail, you know, the liqueur. Mm-hmm. As I've seen that, you see blue curacao. Yeah, it's very nice, actually, yeah. And that was transferred to Great Britain. Mm. So we, we, we were very good at nicking all the Dutch colonies off yeah. them, you know. so we got, and then just loads of nice cocktails were made. Yeah, perfect. Mm. Great. So, um, 1884, George Eastman patented the paper strip photo film. Obviously, um, that led, you know, that was incredibly important in terms of today's entertainment mm-hmm. and... Um, and Eastman himself is still a, a name that's used a lot in photography and cinema, cinematography. Cinematography. Yeah. Photography. Thank you. Thank you for that, Callum. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fact. Got a lot to get in. Um, Thomas Edison in 1888, he filed the patent for the optical photograph. Uh, this was the, the first movie, effectively. Mm. So it was, uh, again, a very, very noteworthy um, uh, event in, in history. And of course, today we sort of take. Oh, I have to say, over lockdown, um, I've given up watching television. I've actually now, um, I think I've only watched about two hours of television in the last week. It's that crap, you mm. know. And and without James Herriot to watch, I'm just lost. Um, the next fact is something I'm really, really interested in. Last week we talked about Edith Cavell and uh, how brilliant she was and how awful the Germans are for, for what they did. Um, and actually, in 1917, this is a, a slight reverse, although to compare Mata Hari. Uh, heard of Matahari, Callum? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. T- to compare Matahari of Edith Cavell is is like comparing um, Satan and Jesus or something. <laughs> <laughs> so Matahari was a Dutch uh, lady who was not a very good spy. Um, I think she was a double agent actually. And what was very sad about it is she wasn't really even very good at it, and she didn't really cause too much damage. She was really more involved in it for the glamour. If that doesn't sound off. But unfortunately, mm. uh, she was captured, and in 1917, she was shot on This Week in History by, mm. by us, obviously. By the British. Um, for the British. And the final, um, the final fact, and I've got over my time, um, the final fact, if I can find number 12 on my list, um, is that um, in 1926, A.A. A. Milne um, released Winnie the Pooh. Oh, really? Which, of course, has um, you know, become a greatly loved classic mm. um, of, um, of every, all of us throughout the world, really. And Pooh. Yeah. Pooh is just such a lovable little character, isn't he? You're a bit like Pooh Bear, aren't you? Yeah, I like to think so. Bringing you the news of old on This Week in History with Paul Waite. Ho, 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 ye oldie news brought to you by <laughs> Paul Waite of the Saturday Asper Waite Radio hear Breakfast ye, Show. Hear ye, yeah, Thank you for that. I see Callum is making a, an influence on my programme I hadn't quite expected, but there we are. Um, so, moving on with our lovely little history factoids. Um... So, in 1933, Albert Einstein, what a great man, he arrived in the USA as a uh, Nazi uh, refugee from Germany. So, so um, of course, um, he was lucky to escape, really, um, just just missed the, the real bad stuff. Mm. Um, and, um, you know, I think it could be said that he is the greatest man in history, maybe. Mind, um, maybe, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a matter of opinion, Callum, isn't it? You know, we can talk about whether you think someone playing guitar is more famous, but there we are. It, you know, in terms of what he's done. <coughs> so, um, one of the things we'll have to do one one week, Callum, is we'll actually have to have a debate about things. Yeah, but, um, interesting. Obviously, today we didn't quite have enough time. So. Yeah, sure. Um, next next fact is oh, something I really like is um, so Winnie the Pooh before the break. 
1950, we had the first edition of The Lion, Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Mm-hmm. Lewis. Um, now, uh, when I was a little boy, I actually read all of the C.S. Lewis books, uh, Dawn Treader, Silver Chair, um, I think it was, um, Prince Caspian. Um, so really, really wonderful books. And they, of course, they were, uh, I think there's been two, there's been a BBC series that was um, on a Sunday um, quite a long time ago, maybe 20 years ago now, that was rather brilliant. And then, of course, um, we've had the films with Tilda Swanton, Mm. playing uh the witch quite beautifully and um the Peven the Pevensey, I think the Pevensey family, um, who were the who were the basically the, the king they ended up being the kings and queens of Narnia. And of course the Aslan. the um inestimable um Liam Neeson playing Aslan who's one of my uh, one of my favourite actors and I love impersonating him with Do uh, not quote the deep magics to me, which I was there when they were written. I will find you and I will kill you. That's that's taken. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But it sounds a bit like Aslan, too, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. Callum, the deep magic. Do you like this, listeners? It's just a little deviation. I sort of like it, but I'm feeling a bit creeped out at the same time. <laughs> yeah. well, there we are. By talking about creeped out coming from you, that's quite something, isn't it? So now we have two facts from um, 1964, which um, are quite interesting. The first one uh, means quite a lot to me. So um, in 1964, Mary Rand... Uh, won the gold medal for uh, GB at the Tokyo Olympics um, in the long jump. And, of course, one of the reasons why Mary Wells, uh, well, Mary Wells, Mary Rand uh, mm. means so much to me is she's a Somerset girl and, of course, she comes from Wells, mm. uh, the smallest city uh, in England. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, if you go to Wells, there's actually um, a, 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 a sort of a memorial to her with... Um, uh, the jump actually map, map, mapped out uh, mm. with the distance and everything. And I think I'm right in saying at the time it was a world record. She also, I think I'm right in saying, two days later got a bronze medal in the relay mm. for the girls. Um, so, you know, she was a very talented yeah, sure. person, not just... Uh, so that's, you know, so obviously um, all, of, all of us, even Callum, um, Callum even Drew, um, I think are very proud to come from Somerset. Yep. So it's always good Why? to see one of our own. Um, then um, nearly at the end now... Um, Martin Luther King uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize uh, in 1964. Mm. Uh, and, you know, if we take... Uh, so I think you probably could say Martin Luther King was was a Gandhi-esque, more of a Gandhi-esque character than oh, yeah. than perhaps, um, you know, a, a typical vigilante freedom fight. Say he the was a IRA. great man, wasn't he? Um, um, as opposed to, say, Malcolm X, who would be... Um, Radical. A, 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 a dangerous terrorist-type fellow. Yeah. Um, so, of course, you know, I, I actually did intend to, to research this speech properly, but obviously he gave one of the greatest speeches of all time where he said um, all about... Um, I have a dream. Thank you. Thank you for that, Drew. That was really good. It's like, I it's have like a dream and all men are born equal and all that stuff. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and of course, what was very sad, and I don't know why this happens, and it happened to Gandhi as well, of course. You know, this is a man of peace who just wanted nothing other than um, all, all men and women to be, to be, you know, given equal rights and respect... Mm. And of course, um, I think it was four years later he was he was assassinated, which is um, yeah. a terrible, terrible um, indictment on on the world, really. Yeah, sure. And then, I suppose, on a similar theme to finish today, um, in 1993, Nelson Mandela, who um, would be my idea of the second greatest political character of all time after Gandhi, um, and F. W. de Klerk, um, who of course was the um, pre- president of South Africa. They were awarded jointly the Nobel Peace Prize. And I don't think one can underestimate the courage it took for de Klerk to do what he did. Um, I know I know a lot of South Africans, and um, 
I grew up with apartheid and the demonstrations against the Springbok rugby team, and of course they weren't mm. allowed to play sport for many, many years. Um, so it was, you know, it was an amazing thing that 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 happened. And I think what was wonderful is that uh, eventually, of course, Mandela went on to become the president himself. And of course, we had that wonderful moment in the New Zealand South Africa Rugby World Cup final, mm. uh, where Mandela uh, ended up wearing the number six shirt, mm-hmm. which is made immortal in the in the Matt Damon film, of course. Yeah. Um, so there we are. So I've overrun again because I talk too much and I've got too many people talking. Um, so I hope you enjoyed the history uh, bit today. Aspen Weight Radio podcasts. Download at aspenweightradio.com or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts.